With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to reconnect with tennis paradise in the California desert. And we've got plenty of big stars and high stakes action on day seven of the BNP Paribas Open. Indian Wells became upset city on Monday as Gael Monfils knocked Daniil Medvedev off his world number one perch and young American Jensen Brooksby sent the third seed packing. Plus, 16 women will be battling for quarterfinal spots today, but the only American remaining in the mix is Addison Keys. And we take you behind the scenes in Spain, where the fastest rising superstar in tennis is putting in the hard yards. I'm pulling really fast. Never thought that the, I'm able to compete with the top players at the 18 years old. All those stories and much more on this desert edition of Tennis Channel Live. It's another day in tennis paradise. Let's go. Welcome to TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open, our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball every morning here in Indian Wells. The first quarterfinal spot's up for grabs on the women's side, and we complete the men's Sweet 16 as March Madness rages on in the desert. Featured matches include Simona Halep going for her 18th straight win against fellow Romanians, Taylor Fritz trying to set up a fourth round against his friend Tommy Paul. Madison Keys going for her first quarterfinal here. And Francis Tiafo looking to snap a 10-match win streak for Andre Rublev. SoCal native Taylor Fritz already out on the practice court. So is Madison Keys. Told us she's having fun, feeling good as well. Equaling her best result at Indian Wells already. The last time Maddie played Harriet Dart, she went on to the Australian Open semifinals this year. Good vibes for the lone American women remaining in the draw. We are outside Stadium One as we welcome you inside. Hello. Welcome onto the BNP Paribas desk. Steve Weissman back with my Grand Slam champion teammates, former world number six Chanda Rubin, and the coach of Taylor Fritz. Coach of the stars, Roger Federer, Pete Sampras, all the greats. Pete, uh, Paul Anacone, not Pete Anacone. Pete's my cousin. Pete is your cousin <laughs> and still good friend. Uh, how about Novak Djokovic? Uh, this tournament did not start great for him. It's going well now. He's back to number one in the world and didn't even have to play Chanda. Didn't have to hit a ball this past week. And, you know, I mean, you know, you think about how well Medvedev has played to get to number one. He certainly deserved it. Couldn't quite hold that spot, but that will always be on his resume. But uh, nice to see Djokovic back atop the the rankings. Yeah, and for Medvedev, you're right. You never can take that away. Uh, I think he's going to get back there. There's getting comfortable being there. I actually think he is. I think he was not comfortable playing here. I think it's tough conditions here for people that hit the ball really flat. 
Uh, Lindsay hit the ball really flat, and I asked Lindsay about it yesterday. She loved playing here, but I, I think because of the air, the ball flies further. Uh, but clearly, uh, Medvedev was uh, unsettled, and um, Gael took care of him. But Novak uh, seems to be around that number one ranking for about the last 30 years in a row. <laughs> 362 <laughs> weeks, I believe it is. Uh, but if Daniil Medvedev gets to the semifinals or better in Miami, he will take over at number one. Maybe go back and forth throughout The old this year. seesaw play. Yes. Uh, let's get caught up on all the highlights from yesterday. We had a big one last night. Jensen Brooksby, Stefano Sitsipas under the lights. And Paul Sitsipas had no trouble in the first. But then what happened? It was really interesting. I actually thought Brooksby would be the one that would be free swinging early on. Sitsipas doesn't know him too well. That wasn't the case. Sitsipas took him out comfortably 6-1. And then it was Jensen Brooksby, the relative rookie, that got more comfortable. This is not the normal way that it goes with the newcomer. They usually start hot and then the veteran settles in. Well, boy, oh boy, was it different. Jensen Brooksby, artistic, unbelievably smart tennis, understood how to dissect Pass, and it was amazing. Got up two breaks here in the third set. He is such a magician with the racket. Makes it so uncomfortable to play. How about the fact that Brooksby faced Zero, folks. Zero break points the last two sets. And this is the guy everyone says has to work on his serve. Well, he faced <laughs> no break points the last two sets against a guy that is a dynamic mover and creates a lot of problems. But it was the young American, as David Bowie would say, who was spectacular. First top five win for Brooksby. It was good to get the job done, and it's, it's always great reaching new milestones for me, I think. Uh, you know, hopefully each week or as, as time progresses. And, you know, I thought I, thought I had a tough start out there. Um, he played strong, and I, I, I wasn't focusing and executing as well as I needed to, but I was able to turn a good switch around in, in between <clears throat> um, the first and second set. And um, I think it showed, and I'm, I'm pleased to at least get through a, a tough set like that. Said his superpower is exploiting weaknesses in other people. Steph was asked about him. He really couldn't come up with an answer. Wearing all black. I mean, he's like a, he's like a ninja out there. You don't see him coming, and then he blows past you. What, what did you make of this result? You know, you, you watch the way Jensen Brooksby moves, and he has such good anticipation. He hits one shot, and he already has calculated sort of what the next shot expected uh, that's going to come at him. But he doesn't give away his movement. He doesn't cheat over, which would put him out of position. And it's just fun to watch how he moves, a little cat-and-mouse tennis at times. But he's so clear, thinking two or three shots ahead. And it's difficult for players to kind of deal with that along with the shots that he hits, the different spins, uh, the difficult positions that he puts them under. It's not an easy style to play against. And when you haven't played him before, it's almost a disadvantage for the, the higher-ranked player. And so it's been interesting to watch him work his way up the ranks. He's at a career high, playing at 43 in the world and only moving up. It's going to be fun to see him over the course of his career. Yeah, I think it's that anticipation, Chanda, that you mentioned. We talk about the wizardry with the racket, the ability to change directions, different spins, different paces, but that anticipation that really is a little deceptive. You watch him move around the court, and you wouldn't go, wow, that guy's the most athletic, quick 
great moving player in the world like a Montpice, but he's always in the right spot, always gets his racket on the ball, and when he does, he creates things that most of us only dream about in our mind. So he's one of those guys that's a little bit of a magician with the racket, and with the feet, he's always in the right spot. So that is a terrific combo to have, and it's uncomfortable for these guys that haven't played him before. I was surprised, though, like I said during the highlights, when Sissipas won the first set so comprehensively, I was shocked that he actually was the one that struggled after that. Because like you said, usually it's the veteran that has no idea what the player is going to be like that's going to struggle to start well. It was a flip-flop here. So for me, that tells you how good Jensen Brooksby is. To get thrashed in the first set against a top-10 player and not flinch, that's impressive. So add problem-solving to his list of superpowers as well. (laughs) He was ranked outside the top 50 last March. Now he'll be inside the top 40. The legend of Jensen Brooksby continues. How about the number one ranked player in the world, Daniil Medvedev, playing a tournament for the first time at that ranking, but Gal Mafis says it's not going to be a long time. The Frenchman told us his movement, Paul, was top-notch. Yeah, Gael donated the four-all game, and Medvedev closed out the first set, but Mafis is such a tremendous player. I think the best athlete that has ever played tennis and one of the best athletes I've ever seen on the planet. This guy is spectacular. He was bent over, hugging the shorts of it. How about the underhand serve to win the second set? Was quite creative and always the crowd pleaser. Gael is so happy there's fans in the crowd again playing. Got through the second set. And the third set was one-way traffic. Malfi's was like a wall with the defensive skills, able to absorb pace. Medvedev wasn't too happy. Kabang, kaboom, kabang. That's not how you want to start the third set. And off went Gael Malfi's to take the momentum, continue using power groundies. And when he has the balance between defense and offense, he is so difficult to deal with. Great to see him on the court. Great to see him happy. And uh, it's a short-lived number one ranking for the moment for Daniel Medvedev. But I'm telling you guys, he's going to be back there very soon. But very happy for Gael Monfils because he did a tremendous job. His second career win over a world number one. Monfils gets Carlos Alcaraz next. He actually had to clean up some shards of racket after Medvedev broke it. He said, I'd never had to do that before. Gael Monfils pulling off the big-time upset. Wakanda forever. As he is moving on, huge victory for him as we take a look at the live ranking. So this will come out on Monday. Novak Djokovic once again back to the top of the world. Medvedev at two, then Zverev, Nadal, and Tsitsipas. Speaking of Rafa Nadal, looking to get to 17-0 this year. He had to pull off a massive comeback in his first match against Sebi Korda. Much more straightforward against Dan Evans, Chanda. Yeah, Dan Evans is a tricky player, and in this first set, he played such beautifully complete tennis, moving well, coming up with passing shots when he needed it. He got up the break in the first set, but Nadal came storming back with some exceptional shot making and Nadal just has that ability to raise his level when the going gets tough he was able to get the break back turn things around and this set came down to the wire but Nadal just showing how good of a mover he still is we hear about the foot but we don't see it on court I mean he was fantastic in clutch situations and he can play in all the different areas of the court Nadal his volley game has really helped him in tough moments and he just stayed aggressive there was nowhere for Dan Evans to go to 
and he didn't play badly. It was just Nadal stepping it up a gear, and in the end, just too much firepower for the Brit. 400th Masters 1000 win, the first man to ever do that. He understood the assignment. Happy to, to be able to to keep going on the tournament. I think um, I have been playing uh, uh, after a couple of games, uh, playing better and better. So uh, I think I finished the match playing uh, well. So that's uh, important for for the confidence and of course uh, playing against a tough opponent like like Dan is uh, is a good victory for me. You know? So very very happy to be in the in the fourth round and uh, I can be happier to be here. Thank you very much, everybody, guys. Thank you. Perfection continues in 2022 for Rafa, 17-0. Gets Riley Opelka next. They played in Rome last year, Rafa won. Riley was asked if he'd have a better chance on American hard courts. Answered, quote, not really. But take a look at the Sweet 16. That is tasty. You got last year's defending champ taking on Jensen Brooksby, Malfis, Alcaraz, then Sinner and Kyrgios. Got to love those matchups. Let's head to the women's side. Maria Sakri and Petra Kvitova. Facing off for the seventh time, three apiece coming in. The Sakari first serve was on fire, Paul. Steve, I had the popcorn ready for this match. I thought this was going to be an absolute nail-biter, but Sakari did such a great job. You talked about her first serve. How about only facing two break points and saving both of them, using kick serve to open up the court. Yeah, the athleticism to neutralize the power of Kvitova. It was so impressive the way she ramped up the velocity after the first set. Even had Kvitova Dang. serving the volley, Zachary. doing things she was uncomfortable with. And when Sakari's using athleticism plus yeah, that first straight tennis with this level of confidence, she is tough to deal with. Won 24 25 points when she got the first serve in, told Chanda and me after the match. She remembered that one that she that one point that she didn't win with the first serve. How about Shelby Rogers? Who beat Layla Fernandez on the way to the quarterfinals here last year, Chanda. But the, the Canadian looking for some revenge last night. Uh, she's so good from the ground. Gets behind her shot so beautifully. Doesn't have the biggest weapons, but she gets the most from her game, Fernandez does. And in this first set, really outserved Shelby Rogers and faced no break points. Played aggressively behind the serve from the ground. But in the second set, Rogers flipped the script. She started serving bigger. That gave her more opportunities to attack inside the court and take over the middle. Was able to get that second set tucked away. But Fernandez, she has showed tremendous poise down the stretch. Match after match, she saved match points couple of times already this year and she raised her level only lost one point when she got the first serve in and she was able to step in and add weight to her game it was tremendous ball striking over the course of this match Fernandez in the end just taking it got her first win against Rogers in this one you've lost to Shelby twice what was different tonight you really turned things around um, yeah, you know, Shelby, she's a great tennis player. She plays incredible. She has great serve. So, you know, I just try to focus on my game, I cut down on some errors that I did on the last two matches, and I'm just glad on few points that were important I was able to execute uh, just putting the ball in and uh, just get, the, get that win at the end. So, Leila Fernandez will get the defending champ, Paula Bedosa. They practiced before. Bedosa won their only meeting. Kudermatova 
Vondrosova Sakri against the former Daria Gavrilova, now Saville, Rybakina Golubic. Looks wide open, Shanda. Uh, these are some really fun matchups, though, to look forward to. And, you know, a little bit of everything in terms of the contrasting styles. But a lot of these players have been on form. They've showed, you know, why they are reaching the, the latter stages of some events. And it's nice to see uh, Daria yeah. Saville coming back, Saville, yep. trying to get back uh, from injuries and really having a nice run so far and still going. Yeah, look, the draw is a little bit open. I, I, I got to say, I've been I jumped on the bandwagon of Layla Fernandez. I, I really enjoy her movement, the way she hits the ball. Most importantly, her relentless optimism. You know, she's got the fist pump. She's got the positive energy. Shelby did a great job to flip the script in that match. And then Fernandez, who'd never beaten her before, didn't blink. So when you see a young player go through an evolution like that with her skill set, she continues to get better. Uh, the foot speed is tremendous. It's going to be fun to watch her play Paula Badosa. Who do you have in that one? I'm leaning Fernandez. Janda? I got to go with, with Paula Badosa. She's yeah. been showing a lot. She's got a, a Rafa-type mentality in terms of just uh, embracing the suffering out there on court. So gotta, I think I got to give her the advantage. Uh, looking forward to that matchup. We are looking forward to having Pam Shriver join us right here on this desk later on TC Live. She'll talk about both sides of the draw here, plus a rematch of the 2021 final in the third round and on the third biggest court. We've got your Flonase match of the day, Iga Angie, and we'll tell you what world number one Ash Barty is up to down under. But first, 18-year-old Carlos Alcaraz burst onto the scene last year. How the only teenager in the men's top 50 is set to go even higher. Carlitos way, let's go. TC Live is brought to you in part by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can bet $1 and win $100 if any point is won. Not in a sportsbook state? Download any of the apps and play for thousands every day in DraftKings free-to-play pools. Use code POINT when you sign up. And by Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And Flonase Allergy Relief. Spraying Flonase daily stops your body from overreacting to allergens all season long. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Chanda, Paul, Steve, back on TC Live. Great to have you with us. We've got multi-network coverage of Indian Wells beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern. Leif Shiras and Tracy Austin have the call as Matteo Berrettini battles Lloyd Harris, followed by major champions Iga Sviantek and Angelique Kerber. A reminder, go to Tennis.com to get all the information you'll need to follow the BNP Paribas Open from Indian Wells. Right now, John Burkock looks back at Rafa Nadal's 400 Masters wins. And Joel Drucker, who you saw earlier in the show, on the superpower of Jensen Brooksby. Now time for the Bloomberg Business Report. 
This is a special Bloomberg update for Tennis Channel. The top story that we're following today is a budding bear market here in the U.S. Now, 2022 certainly has not been an easy year for investors as traders contend with a number of issues, including rising rates, inflation, and the Russia-Ukraine war. On all this, one U.S. market, the NASDAQ 100, has closed in bear market territory, down more than 20% from its peak last year. Making this interesting, of course, is the fact that several China indexes are deeply in bear markets. A number of factors weighing on those markets, but one of the bigger narratives appears to be concerns that global growth is slowing. All of this may help to explain why the S&P 500, which is not in a bear market at least yet, it is in a correction, why the S&P 500 is off to its fourth worst start to a year in history. From New York, Abigail Doolittle, Bloomberg News. From pie graphs to bar graphs, I mean, they've got all the graphs going on. It's a bull market right now for that woman, Simona Halep, looking to keep it going today against Serana Kirstea. We've got it for you. First match on Stadium One, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to TC Live. Spanish teenager Carlos Alcaraz made a huge splash last year, moving up more than 100 spots in the rankings to finish at 32 in the world. He's nearly cut that in half already and dismantled Roberto Bautista Agut yesterday, two in love. We traveled to Spain to get the tennis story behind one of the ATP's newest stars. I saw him practicing with people when he was 14, 15, 16 with people that they have such a huge level and he was adapting his game to that game. Carlos Alcaraz, he is the next-gen champion for 2021. Best year in the TP Tour. I had to learn from the best tennis player in the, in the world like uh, Zverev, Rafa. One of the most exciting talents to have emerged over the past 12 months or so, Carlos Alcaraz. I had uh, great memories, uh, great matches, great moments. Alcaraz, a really mentally resilient performance from him. Have an awful lot to look forward to watching this guy over the next few years. I learned uh, a lot and I enjoyed every moment. Since the first moment that I saw him, I could see some of the difference with other players. Very dynamic. Uh, very aggressive. He likes to go to the net. He's not a very typical Spanish style. I'm proving really fast. Never thought that I may able to compete with the top players at the 18 years old. Aprovechas a que tiras con altura para luego estar ready pronto. He believes he can win every match that he plays, and so it's very important to be one of the of the best. 
He wants to do all the time, all the things like perfect. ¿Te das cuenta ahí? Te falta un paso. Venga. I finished in top 30. The results came with the hard work. I'm really glad to live the, this kind of moments right now. I think the Juan Carlos is uh, really important for me as a tennis coach and uh, as, a, as a person. He's very friendly, he likes to have fun with friends and uh, it's uh, very uh, humble. It's one of the things uh, very important to me to work with somebody. Vuelve, 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 vuelve. Da un pasito ahí para, para luego poder caminar y ir hacia adelante bien. We have a, a close uh, relationship. He can help me uh, a lot in the court and also off the court. I'm uh, a funny guy. We have a lot of friends here. I just want to be happy all day, you know, with them, uh, making laughs, uh, making jokes. I'm like this. I think he has a chance to be a great player, one of the special ones, but of course it's, it's maybe too early to put on him that kind of pressure to win Grand Slams. But of course, I do believe that he, he can do it. Uh, the people compare you with Rafa, this means that you are doing the correct things. I'm trying not to think about, about it, just following my, my way. I want to the people know me like Carlos Alcalá. Yeah, that's it. A rapid rise as we take a look at the Zip Recruiter player resume. Now 10 and 1 on the season. Youngest to ever win a 500 level event. Youngest to crack the top 20 since 1993. That means he made the top 20 faster than Nadal, Federer, or Djokovic. That's pretty impressive stuff. Said his goals for this year finish inside the top 15, make the ATP finals. That means finish top eight. Uh, Paul, what are the chances he gets those done? I believe good. I will be surprised if he's not top 10 at the end of the year. This kid has been spectacular. Uh, when you look at what he's accomplished and you look at how quickly he's accomplished it, it's just been amazing. Um, it's been so much fun to watch him and to think uh, between 17 and 18 years of age, he went from 141 at year's end to number 32. Now that's a huge gap at such a young age, and he's been able to do so well. How about... Uh, four out of nine against the top 10 already that's that's unheard of I mean he's he's right there the question is going to be as it is for all the young players how do you sustain the consistency you know the top level is so good let's see how good the average level what he's shown us shown us so far is his average level is pretty darn good. So it's going to be a fun journey for all of us to watch. We have seen him grow from a boy to a man in terms of his play. Also, his physique. I mean, he is in the cover on the cover of Men's Health right now. And, and this youngster is absolutely ripped. That looks so much like my stomach. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Just a washboard there. Alcaraz. Wow. My, my goodness. It is uh, ripped. What, what, what does he do well right now? What does he need to improve on? Steve, why do you keep looking at me when you ask him that question? I mean, I, I'm not understanding that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking at that little boy's abs, Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
But no, I mean, it's been it's been uh, impressive the way his his game has grown, obviously, you know, continuing to mature physically, continuing to get stronger, understanding what that entails, competing against men week in and week out. And he has, you know, been up to the challenge. He understands the assignment, Steve. And, you know, I think it's been impressive just the mindset. I mean, he's playing a lot of these tournaments like Indian Wells for the first time. And he has a strong belief. You don't see any fear. I mean, he's going out. After opponents, the way he beat Bautista Agut, who is a good, very good player, a solid veteran who understands how to work his way into matches, and he just took him out of the match. So that's a huge sign for a player so young, just 18 years of age, so many firsts already, Mm. but certainly you expect him to be in the top 10 maybe at the end of this year. If not, certainly next year. He's got to be knocking on that door for sure. Paul, you said you think he's going to finish in the top 10 this year. What does he have to improve on to do that? I just think he's got to improve a, a little bit on his consistency. His, his ceiling is so high. To finish top 10, your your lows can't be very low. He is so new, we don't even know where his lows are really. So we have to see what progresses after a huge match count. So that's going to be the duration of this year. I'm just speculating on what I've seen, and we haven't seen those low lows. That's why I'm saying if we haven't seen him yet, this kid's going to be top 10 quickly. He's got a six-pack. Well, I'm going to say he's going to finish in the six-pack of the year. Top top six this year. Wow, look yeah. at you. You're even more bold than we are. I like that. That's where Steve's been going the last couple of days. He is knocking it out of the park. Uh, that's where I'm going. I'm not the only t- teenager in the top 75. He's the youngest player in the top 370. Carlos Alcaraz. Hey, look. Wait, how do you? How are you guys in there? Chanda, how are you here? She's the Flash. At the same time. That's amazing. I'm helping Pam. Pam. Hey, look, we are doubles partners on and off the Get court. ready, Pam. Look, Weissman VO in the back. What's that about? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back on day seven from Indian Wells. The first spots in the final eight on the line today. Take a look at our featured matches. Simona Halep going for her 18th straight win against fellow Romanians. Taylor Fritz trying to set up a fourth round against his friend Tommy Paul. Madison Keys going for her first quarterfinal here. And Francis Tiafo looking to snap a 10-match win streak for Andre Rublev. As we welcome you inside Stadium One, back on the BNP Paribas desk, Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin, Hall of Famer, broadcaster extraordinaire, our friend and teammate Pam Shriver. Great to have you here. Steve, Chanda, great to be here. I brought my continental grip to the microphone. Uh, you might have your semi-western. I got semi-western. You like the eastern over. grip? Anyway, I, and just in time after the Keys match, I get to drive back to my teens. Ah, amazing. Well, I'm glad you, you fit us in here on TC Live before that. Listen, we've got seven American men into the third round here for the first time since 1994. It's been a while, including the youngest member, 
Jensen Brooksby. What did you make of his win last night against Stefano Tsitsipas? Oh, I thought it was tremendous. Uh, and I also like that he just got down to the business of the match. We've seen him do a little bit of gamesmanship here and there with some racket tapping and waving, but I just think his maturity both on and off the court is coming full speed. I'm not even bothered anymore that he doesn't have one of the best serves in men's tennis because he has one of the best attitudes. He moves well, and he's got some of the most eclectic shots. He had a little drop shot back across the net last night that was brilliant on such a big point. Well, another one of those American men, Riley Opelka, came through in a tough match against Denis Shapovalov, a mini upset. He's been serving big, which is what we expect, but he's also been returning well. The second and third sets, he won 6-4, 6-4, got the breaks when he needed it. What do you think about the way he's been playing and his chances here in Indian Wells? Well, you think about the last month, he's played so many matches, right? He won the indoor tournament in Dallas. He got to the finals of Del Rey. And you're right, he's playing an all-court game. When Carolyn and I were watching his match against Shapovalov yesterday, he also won a lot of the longer rallies. So if that forehand holds up, the footwork's pretty good for almost a seven-foot guy. I mean, I, I just love it. we got Brooksby, Opelka, Fritz, Paul, Tiafo, Johnson, Isner. That would be a great law firm. But instead, it's a great <laughs> matchup of American men deep in a Masters 1000. Well, the only remaining American female is Madison Keys, and she got through another American player, Allie Risk, in the previous round, really played a solid match, big serving. Uh, she's been moving well, has had a nice start to this year. What do you make of her game, the way she's been playing recently, and what do you expect from this match later today? You'll be calling that one against Harriet Dart. Yeah, I like that matchup, Keys-Dart. You can have a lot of fun <laughs> with that if we want to, but Madison Keys, I think she's played twice as many matches this year already than she won last year. I mean, so she's got the match toughness. We saw in Australia play with more margin, more cover on the ball. People have been trying to get her to do that for a long, long time. I like Madison Keys. I feel like she came to grips with the fact she doesn't want to have any regrets when the career's over. And I think she's really put her dedication to a new level and has great support off court. This tournament has been marked by some great victories. It has also stood out the, the heart, the emotion that we have seen, whether it's the Ukrainian players or on the court. Naomi Osaka, Amanda Anasimova, Riley Opelka going at it with some hecklers yesterday. Denis Shapovalov smashing a racket. The Gal Monfils had to clean up the shards. Uh, what do you make of the passion that we've seen thus far? Well, I think there is passion. I think there's plenty of emotion. I think there's plenty of upset. I think when you think about where the players were uh, two years ago, they were all here in the desert ready to play, and then the whole world changed. Uh, Naomi Osaka, she's been one that's been right out there with mental health issues, starting with declaring that she didn't want to talk to the media. Anna Samova couldn't finish her match. Yesterday, Vika, we were calling this match. Now, she was down our end, so we couldn't see this that well. The chair umpire had to comfort her. To me, I think the bandwidth of of the player's ability to deal with things right now, given everything that they've given during COVID, during these difficult times where no tournament is the same, the tumult in the world, wars breaking out near many of these players' home country, like Azarenka. I mean, we don't know what brought her to tears yesterday, but it wasn't anything physical or anything that was happening within the match. It seemed obviously that it was off-court related. And look, I think we've all had to go through our struggles, but this is a very public struggle when you're a professional tennis player player. 
Yeah, tennis is such an individual sport. And you mentioned, you know, we've had to go through struggles in the past, but it hasn't been, you know, so much in the public eye on stage for everyone to see. That's a bit of a difference in today's times. You throw COVID and, and all of the adjustments and uncertainties that players have had to deal with as well. How do you see things resetting for players now? I mean, what do you think are the most important things that they have to try to try to deal with? And how do they do that through, you know, these difficult uh, periods? Yeah, well, through the years, you know, players have added members to their team, right? First, it was a coach, and then it was a hitting partner, maybe a physio or a, um, but now I really think the most important member of the team right now, given everything that people have been through, is what Sviantec brought on, which is a mental health uh, professional. And I think that is number one right now, because if your mind, if your head isn't 100%, it's not an injury you can see. It's not like having a sprained ankle. But your mind has to be strong, as we know, to win matches out here, especially week in, week out, and traveling under the stress of uh, times during this pandemic. One player who has talked about a real injury but has had probably the strongest mind on the court all season, Raf Nadal. 17-0, has not dropped a match yet. What do you make of his year and what he's done so far at Indian Wells? Well, he was playing that uh, tournament near my hometown of Baltimore in Washington when he just shut down his year last year. And um, nobody knew what to expect. I heard he got COVID a month before uh, Melbourne. So how in the world, given all that, does he start 17-0? It's 17-0, right? Yeah, 17-0 now, going for 18. Well, And the way he came from two sets of love down in the finals, the way he won in Acapulco, just... It's so Rafa, and it's great. we got to just hold on to every match we see him play because while it looks like right now he's going to be around a couple of more years, honestly, with his body and the wear and tear, you never really know. So just enjoy every minute you can watch one of the greatest champions of all time. And he'll be playing Riley Opelka in the next round. Looking forward to that one. Looking forward to your call of Madison Keys and Harriet Darth. We are, too. It's been, I've loved, again, uh, my week with the Tennis Channel. And when I get home, I'll watch as much as possible. Because you guys <laughs> set the table here with this show better than anyone sets the table in tennis. Oh, thanks, Pam. Thank you. We love you, Pammy. And uh, we will see your call later today when we come back. We are looking forward to our first match of the day. Simona Halep, talk about 17-0. She's 17-0 against fellow Romanian players. That's coming up to Eastern. Stay with us here on TC Live. Annika and Ruben Weissman back on TC Live. We get your day started throughout the BNP Paribas Open, 1 p.m. Eastern, leading up to first ball, the night session at 9 p.m. Eastern. And encore coverage all night long, leading up to TC Live the very next day. Well, last year, Cam Nori and Nicholas Basilashvili played in the final here. Both players were ranked outside the top 25. Nori got the biggest win of his career and became the first British man to raise this trophy. Well, just five months later, they played again, but this was the third round out on Stadium 3. In fact, the defending champ was put out on Stadium 5 for his first match. The scoreline of this one, Paul, nearly identical to October's final. Absolutely was. You said in the green room before this looked like the exact same match, and it really did. Basilashvili with that power is always difficult to deal with. But Cam Nori, one of the best problem solvers on tour, did not blink after that first set. Got much more consistent, managed his service games better, and was able to put a few more balls in play and wait out some of those unforced errors. And after getting the second set, Cam Nori just went on a tear. 
much more consistent, keeping the ball out of the strike zone, really controlled the tempo of all of the rallies, used that lefty spin to put the ball in awkward spots, and it was a 6-1 runaway in the third. Broke six times, won 70% of the points on his second serve return. Impressive stuff for the Brit there. He'll move on to face Jensen Brooksby in the round of 16. So one defending champ to another. The women's side. Paula Bedosa out on Stadium 1 for her first match. Stadium 2 for this one against Sarah Cerebus Tormocheta. Uh, Bedosa trying to become the first repeat champ here since our own Martina Navratilova 30 years ago. Yeah, this was a battle in the first set. Six breaks of serve in the first, but in the tie break, Bedosa really upped her level, got a good start, kept it rolling, had her mind plugged in and focused from the start. And in that second set, used the momentum she got from the first really turned things around on serve, didn't face a break point, only lost four points behind her serve, but it was the movement from the ground, the confident ball striking that got her through this one. Yeah, first set was 82 minutes. After that, all Bedosa said she knew she had to go for it a bit more. She will face Layla Fernandez next. So Paula Bedosa, Cam Nori, both on track so far to defending their titles from October. We'll see what happens. If Cam keeps winning, they got to put him out on Stadium 1 at some point. Let's get to our Flonase match of the day. There are three major champions remaining on the women's side, and this match features two of them. Iga Sviantek, Angie Kerber. First meeting, 14-year age gap. Kerber had not won a match this year before coming here, and Iga, more match wins than anyone else on the WTA Tour. So, Chanda, you're going to talk about Sviantek. Paul, you're going to take the Kerber side. How do they match up? First, let's start with you, Chanda, and Sviantek. Well, I think for for Iga, being a first-time meeting, she's got to get settled into this match as quickly as possible. We know how well Kerber can defend, but Sviantek, she has the ability to create angles on the court to get opponents stretched out, and that's going to be a real advantage if she can play those types of shots consistently in this matchup. She's also got to use her serve. She can move it around the box beautifully. She can get free points off of that shot, but it also sets up her second ball and a lot Sviantek to play more aggressively and control the middle of the court. These conditions are a little bit slower, a little bit grittier, and I think it's to her favor. She's got time to set up her points, and we've seen her very relaxed out there on court, especially in tough moments. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch Sviantek's heavy spins and her comfort level out there. I mean, she's got the weapons. You talked about all those wins. She's really dangerous. How about Angie Kerber? Because obviously was struggling this year before coming to the desert, but she has performed well in this environment before. First meeting against Fiontech, so hasn't been able to feel that heavy, heavy forehand. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a different uh, type of match for Angelique. There's not a lot of tennis balls on the WTA that come at you like Iga Sviantek's. That heavy forehand is really difficult. I think it's really key for Angie Kerber to try to win the battle of court position. Get up on the baseline, see if she can absorb that pace early, use that pace, which is what she does really well, and redirect it. That's how she's going to get on offense. She's not going to hit the ball through Sviantek. She's going to have to take the court position away and then make it a chess match from there. And if she can do that and she can rush her, she's got a good shot. Yeah, I think uh, 
Angie Kerber will have to take opportunities to move the ball, especially up the line. If she can do that early in rallies, try to get uh, Shviontek a little bit more off balance, not hitting you know so thoroughly behind the ball. Uh, she can diffuse a little bit of the Shviontek pace um, that way and try to control the tempo, dictate uh, in those areas of the court. She doesn't have a huge weapon, Kerber, but she's got such good legs. And when she's behind the ball, she's such a fantastic mover. When she's behind the ball, that allows her to add a little more weight to her game. So we'll see what comes uh, what comes into play more often in this matchup, but it'll be interesting to see how both players start out. Shviantek has won seven matches in a row, took the title in Doha. That's a 1,000. Looking for back-to-back WTA 1,000 titles. You can find this one on T2 in our regional sports networks with Leif Shiras and the Hall of Famer Tracy Austin. Much more still to come here on TC Live as we are leading up to the first match of the day on Stadium One. Of course, this year we've got a full Indian Wells experience. Five different ways to catch the action from the desert. Tennis Channel, the regional sports networks, T2 on your Samsung TV, TC Plus, and of course, tennis.com. Don't go anywhere. Back on TC Live, Nick Kyrgios and Kasparu, they've got some history. Nick was disqualified from their last match for an outburst. Since then, they've traded some shots on social media, Paul. Nick spoke with his racket last night. I'm all about the tennis, Steve. I'll let the social media pontifications just float in the air. And Nick Kyrgios did a great job with his tennis. Would love to see this 24-7. He is an absolute highlight reel when he's engaged like this and positive and offensive. Took the racket out of Casper Root's hand. Served so incredibly well. And guess what? Faced zero break points. When Nick Kyrgios does that on his service games, he can swing freely on the returns. And he is such a pleasure to watch when he's engaged. Can do so many things with the ball. Look, field volleys, power tennis, engaging with the crowds. It was just one exhibition point after another. And for Kasparud, he didn't play a bad match. Just got the racket taken out of his hands. First top 10 win in more than two years for Kyrgios. Had seven aces. Didn't face a break point on his serve. Big time stuff. Well, the top-ranked American, Riley Opelka, facing Dennis Shapovalov for the second time this year, Chanda. Would you call his performance amazing, ridiculous, or a crime? It was amazing, Steve. <laughs> I- I'm going to go with amazing because this first set, this was tough. Things got a little chippy out there. A fan heckling Opelka. He kind of fought back against that. Didn't quite maintain his focus, though, in the first set, and Shapovalov able to take advantage. This was a hard-fought match. Opelka, though, he settled down, reset, still didn't forget it, though, and I think that gave his game a little bit of an edge. I mean, he blasted some forehands at times, was aggressive when he had opportunities, taking advantage of the break of serve. That's not always easy to get, and in the second set... After taking that second set, continued that momentum in the third. Refocused, able to attack the net when he needed to Opelka. And it is tremendously hard to get the guy, the ball by a guy that tall. Still going at it with the fan even after the win. This was a tremendous victory for Riley Opelka. Saved all four break points. Got two breaks of his own. He loves playing here in the States. Nine and one in the U.S. this year. Yannick Sinner getting a win. How about Darius Saville in three sets, get past the 20 seed. 
Unfortunately, Marie Boskova had to retire against Kudermatova. And Marketa Vondrosova coming back to take out the four seed, Annette Contivate. It is time now for the social net and uh, very interesting. We already knew Sergei Stakovsky was in Ukraine and fighting for his country. Now former world number four, Roland Garros finalist, Andre Medvedev, Paul, has joined him there. Well, it's, it's amazing. Look, with this, all this stuff keeps us all in perspective about what's going on in the world. And while we love tennis, this is life and death. And uh, we're seeing some of our brothers and sisters in tennis and the tennis family be so affected. It is, uh, it's heartbreaking. It really is. Yeah, it's just been so tough, tough to watch some of the pictures. We hope that, you know, the war that's going on will come to a conclusion as quickly as possible. But it's all the uncertainty surrounding it. And pictures like this just kind of give you give you a little bit of a boost, make you feel good that you've got that kind of solidarity under unfortunate circumstances. But we wish and, and hope for the safety of both of these uh, members of the tennis community. Uh, just, you know, great to see them supporting their families and their countries yeah, this way. A ton of respect for Andre and Sergey going back there. They, they don't have to do this. They, they've got plenty of money in the bank account and you see exactly what's going on, what it means to them, their country. Speaking of meaningful for their country, Ash Barty, obviously she missed this event. She's not coming to Miami, but Australia means so much to her and she went back to the heartland, the Australian National Park, visited with kids, helped build some tennis nets there, Chanda, and uh, this is really her heart. It really is, and, and she's showing more of that uh, to us, especially as she gets more comfortable with her place in this sport, her platform. I mean, she's doing all the right things, and, and this is from the heart. This is, you know, not for the cameras. This is not for show. This is what she feels, what she believes, and, you know, it comes out in, in how she is embraced and perceived around the world. She is a huge champion, a huge star now, and we just look forward to all of the great things she can continue to do. Yeah, she's a great tennis player, but just a better human being. And when you see stuff like this, this is the essence of Ash Barty. So it's just wonderful to see her giving back like that. Number one in the world on the court, top notch off the court. Ash Barty, look forward to seeing you whenever you play again as the world number one. Of course, we've got you covered on our regional sports networks and T2, top of the hour. Leif Shires and Tracy Austin have the call. Berrettini and Harris, followed by Sviantec and Kerber. We are just five minutes away from first ball in the desert on day seven. Straight back on TC Live with our hot shot of the day, Chanda. You said Riley was amazing and the amazing, ridiculous, a crime. Uh, how about this hot shot? Which of the three? I'm going to say it was ridiculous, Steve, because <laughs> I, I still want to leave a little space for a crime to happen. But this is a crazy shot. The athleticism. This is the hardest shot in tennis. And golf with the no-look backhand flip. That's pretty special. Thank you very much. Nick Coco moving on. They went four and one. Paul shaking his head. He, he knows not only did they Photoshop me, your, your guy, Alcaraz, yeah. into your body before, but then, you know, Coco is still <laughs> oh, yeah. there. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be in the hospital for about a week with that one. Halep Kirstea coming up top of the hour. A lot of big time matches. And let's start breaking these down, starting 
with your your other guy, uh, Taylor Fritz, who's taking on Jean Munar today without giving away the game plan. Tell us uh, what's going through Taylor's mind right now. Well, a good opportunity. Munar beat a very good player in Carreño Busta, so he's playing some terrific tennis. This is going to be a battle. Two guys that are relatively the same age. Taylor's very confident hitting the ball well, but Munar is someone that understands how to play, understands how to open the court up. Taylor's going to have to be at his best to, to get the W today. Yeah, I think, you know, it's been fun to watch Taylor Pr- Taylor Fritz actually use the full court, use all of his game, his ability to, to be solid from the ground. We've known that for a long time, but he's also comfortable coming in, playing at the net. And in these conditions that are just a little bit slower, but still you can get a lot from the court, I think it should favor Taylor Fritz. Speaking of using all of his game, Paul, is he going to break out the reverse ad side wide no. serve no, back no, no, of the no. racket? No, no, no. no. He no. will not break that out in any singles matches. No, say only for dubs. Is that yeah. the agreement? Yes. That's that's. <laughs> or he gets yelled at. <laughs> Is that the first? He time did hit he... an ace yesterday. Yeah, and doing dubs. that serve. And not shockingly, I got six, seven, eight, or thirty-five <laughs> texts to tell me that he hit an ace yesterday. <laughs> Uh, we always talk about, you know, it, it's tough playing somebody from your country. Not for Simona Halep, Janda. 17-0 against fellow Romanians. How does she own that? Uh, I just think she Formerly believes that she is not only the top player, but in her country, that is her mantle. And she has worn it well. Certainly has. There is the former world number one, Simona Halep, taking on Serana Kirstea, Brett Haber. Joined by Caroline Wozniacki for this one. Thanks for watching TC Live. We'll be here at the desk all day for interviews and updates. Enjoy the tennis on day seven.